Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Welcome, and thanks again for joining me on this lovely Wednesday. Actually, I'm not going to lie. This Wednesday is really not lovely, but it's okay-ish. Anyways, I wanted to continue the conversation about family in preparation for this holiday season, which we are getting very close to. Don't forget to check out my Instagram. It's at Mary Ellen Dance. I've actually gotten a bunch of messages about requests for show topics and questions to answer on the show, and I love it. So please keep them coming. All right. So in the past few episodes, we've chatted about family roles. We've chatted about what triggers us with our families and how to manage those triggers. Now let's get to my favorite boundaries. I love it. It's my favorite word. So before I go deep into anything, like many other mental health terms, boundaries is kind of a fad word, right? Like I feel like I hear it everywhere, but what does it really mean? Because boundaries are not just saying no to everyone and being a a recluse in your home. And I hate to break it to you, but boundaries are not an excuse to be a bitch to others. And honestly, boundaries are so misunderstood because oftentimes people think that they're meant to keep people out. Check back episode, I think five, where I talked about vulnerability. We don't always want to keep people out, but we do, what we do want to know is where we end and other people start. That's all boundaries are. Boundaries are literally just meant to tell ourselves and others that I am 100% responsible for my own actions and behaviors. And here's my line in the sand. So that I don't take on your responsibilities and so that you don't take on my responsibilities. And actually, you know, boundaries are a really interesting term because it's gotten kind of convoluted where people think that it is meant to keep people out and to push people away. But believe it or not, boundaries actually often make relationships better and stronger because it's just that line in the sand. And you know, boundaries are also awesome because they often help take off a lot of pressure, right? So if I know where my line in the sand is, boundaries can take off the pressure to cater to others, the pressure of having responsibility of others' feelings, pressure of you know not being completely honest about how we're feeling ourselves. The list goes on. So as you can see, boundaries are awesome. Okay, so today I'm going to get into four steps to setting boundaries. But before I get into that, I obviously have to give like a little bit of background on on what boundaries are and stuff like that. Because there's lots of different types of boundaries. Obviously, there are physical boundaries, 
right? Some people are huggers. Some people aren't. I'm a hugger. Both my sister and sister-in-law are not. Or maybe like the other day when my mom was helping me paint my living room and literally standing right next to me, breathing over my shoulder as I was touching up a spot and I had to ask her to back away. (laughs) Right? That's a physical boundary. We all know those. But there's also sexual boundaries. You know, I'm sure you've heard of people having safe words during sex to notate their sexual boundaries, stuff like that. There's intellectual boundaries, which is kind of like being able to disagree with someone on an intellectual level appropriately and respectfully. There's material boundaries, like 20 years ago when my sister wouldn't let any of the rest of our family touch her mall madness game that she got, right? There's all these different types of boundaries. But the boundaries I'm talking about today will sometimes incorporate these other types of boundaries, but the boundaries I'm talking about today focus mainly on emotional boundaries. And emotional boundaries are all about respecting feelings, And you may be thinking, well, what's the point of me listening to this? I respect other feelings. It's other people that don't respect my feelings. They should be the ones to listen. Don't worry. Stay tuned because we will get to that. I promise I'll address that. All right. So going into the four steps of setting boundaries, the first step is to recognize when we need to set a boundary because this is often trickier than we realize. So when I was a little kid, this is a story I love to tell. When I was a little kid, my brother would tease me um, and chase me around the house. He's my older brother. So all the regular things that older brothers do. And so I would go to my mom whining and I would say, mom, Michael is making me so mad. And my mom would respond and say, no one can make you mad but yourself. I hate to admit when my mom is right, but she's right. We are responsible for our own feelings. Now, my brother was certainly triggering an emotional response in me when he would tease me and do those things. But the reason that that was triggering an emotional response in me, you guessed it, it's because he was crossing a boundary. And as much as that's a silly yet true story, think about it. Often those people who just irk us or those people who bring out the worst in us, or as my five-year-old self would say, those people that just make us mad, it's really not them doing anything besides being themselves. But that's a signal to us that, hey, maybe we need to set a boundary with this person. So I live about two hours away from my parents and As you may have guessed, I am an adult. But for a long time, I lived alone as an adult. So my mom would get what I felt was unnecessarily anxious if I didn't respond to text messages from her. So I got into the habit of when my mom would text me immediately responding in order to minimize her anxiety. Now, I didn't realize this whole process was going on, right? I just thought I was texting my mom. But what I did realize at the time was that every time my mom texted me, no matter what the text said, and my mom's lovely, it would usually say something about how she loves me, right? I would get super agitated and annoyed. So I had to take a step back and look at, okay, I'm the one responsible for my own feelings. 
My mom is texting me nice things, but these text messages are triggering me. So what can I do about that? What's going on here? Is there a boundary violation? And yeah, there was a boundary violation. I'm an adult. I didn't want to have to text my mom back right away if I was busy. But you guys, that wasn't her fault or her responsibility. It was mine. All right. So keep this example in mind because I'm going to continually use it as we go through these four steps. So the first step, again, is recognizing. And that can be tricky. We have to look at things in a different way. But the second step to setting boundaries, after we recognize that we need to set a boundary, before we actually set the boundary, we need to get really clear on what the boundary is. Like the example I just mentioned, was my boundary that I didn't want my mom to text me? I mean, no. I like my mom. So yeah, I want texts from my mom. So I had to get clear with myself on what exactly I needed. And I have to tell you, in this second step about becoming really clear on our boundaries, it's also important to be very aware of possible consequences. Because here's the thing, folks. People don't like boundaries. Actually, let me rephrase that. People who aren't aware of the fact that they're responsible for their own emotions don't like boundaries. So sometimes there's consequences for boundaries. Sometimes people get mad at us because the reason this happens, not all the time, but often the reason this happens is because when we aren't setting boundaries, that means we're taking on someone else's feelings as our responsibility. So of course the other person is going to be upset when we stop doing that, (laughs) right? They don't want us to stop having responsibility for their emotions. See how that's like a bit of a vicious cycle? So I'm going to give you ways that we can set boundaries positively to minimize others getting angry with us because who wants that? But it's important to note that that might be a consequence that we have to weigh out in this second clarification stage. I also want to note that often people violate boundaries by accident. I mean, We all have that annoying friend who doesn't knowingly, right? But most of the time when people violate boundaries, they don't realize that they're violating a boundary. So related to the possible consequences of setting boundaries, you may be thinking like, okay, I don't want to deal with consequences. I don't want people to get mad at me. So like, I'm just not going to do it. Well, let me ask you something. Is it important to discipline children? Yep or at least I hope you said yes. And we do discipline children because we want them to grow up to be kind, healthy, happy, good people, right? But do children sometimes throw fits and say, I hate you and get angry when they are disciplined? Of course. A parenting trick I've heard is that if your child gets angry with you, it probably means you did something right. (laughs) So even though boundaries are different than disciplining a child, obviously, there's a similar theme here. Just because it may suck doesn't mean you don't love the person, and it doesn't mean it isn't a positive thing. So let's move on to step three in boundary setting. After we've recognized that we need to set a boundary and we clarify for ourselves, really clarify what exactly that boundary is, we weigh the pros and cons, then we actually set the boundary. 
Now, this is really tricky because there's lots of ways to set boundaries. And again, setting a boundary is not saying, I hate you, leave me alone. (laughs) That's not going to work, right? But one way to set boundaries is to talk about it. To say, hey, I feel really taken advantage of when you come over and eat my food and never offer to pay. Right? That's a small, silly example. But a more serious example, I often help clients to set boundaries with loved ones by saying things like, hey, I love you and want to help you, but I feel really pushed to my limit and overwhelmed and and just need some space. I know it may sound crazy, everyone, but there are lots of ways to say these things in really nice, loving, respectful ways. Right? It doesn't have to be World War III. It can be, I love you, but I need some space. Right? So, another thing with talking about our boundaries, with saying our boundaries, with asking other people to follow our boundaries, and this may sound a little corny, but it's true it's to say your boundary, then shut up. Seriously. Have you ever heard the phrase, no is a full sentence? Well, it is. And, you know, obviously with loved ones, we often want to offer explanations out of respect, out of care, but we also don't need to defend ourselves. When I first went into business for myself, I struggled a lot with telling people the cost. It sucks to have to talk to people about their feelings and their traumas and all of the things that I talk to people about and then all of a sudden ask for money. Like, it's really awkward. I hate it. And at this time, the best advice I got was, say your price, then shut up. Because at the end of the day, if a client wanted an explanation of the price, I'd be happy to give it to them and talk to them about it. But offering that explanation without them asking sounded more like defending myself. And I don't need to defend myself, right? You don't need to defend yourself for your feelings or your wants or your needs. So recognizing that difference between explaining and getting defensive, because as soon as we get defensive, we all know that's going to make the other person defensive too. So remember that story with my mom texting me all the time? Well, when I tried to set a boundary with her by talking to her about it and, you know, using my positive I feel statements and then focusing on myself and not being defensive, it didn't work. Even though I am all about communication and it often does work, with my mom it didn't. So instead of getting mad at her, I simply tried a different approach. So the other approach, aside from talking about it, that I want to chat about today on how to set boundaries is changing your behavior. So what I did was the next time my mom texted me, I didn't respond right away. And sure enough, about 30 minutes later, I got another text from her that said, you didn't respond. Are you okay? Is everything okay? And I still didn't respond. Not because I was trying to ignore her, but because I did not want to keep reinforcing this texting to please my mom's anxiety. And so guess what happened? But 30 minutes after that, I got a text that said, Okay, you're obviously out busy. Hope you're having fun doing something. You guys, I didn't send my mom a reply until the next day. Here's the best part. 
after that day, guess who doesn't text me things like, you didn't respond, are you okay anymore? It worked. I set a boundary with her without her even knowing that I set this boundary. Literally, you guys, this was years ago. And when my mom listens to this episode, she is going to be surprised by this story and call me and ask me about it. (laughs) Because boundaries are about us. They're not about them. As much as we want to blame others for our feelings, behaviors, all of that, it's our responsibility. And even though like, that's kind of annoying, it's also kind of empowering. Like, If it's our responsibility, that means we can do something about it. So there are lots and lots of other ways to set boundaries also, but today recognizing ways to set them with either communication or changing your behavior is kind of what I want you to focus on because those are the most common and the most effective. All right. So there's one last step to setting boundaries and the last step is consistency. So I don't want to compare people to dogs, but Here we are, because it's a good example. (laughs) When a dog tries to get into something they aren't allowed in, let's say shoes, you tell them no. And then hopefully that dog will drop the shoe. But if the next time they grab a shoe and you don't do anything about it, that's going to tell the dog, oh, cool. Shoes are fair game now. We have to be steady and consistent. And you know what? It's not the dog's fault that it's grabbing the shoe. That's what dogs are designed to do. They aren't doing anything wrong. It's our responsibility. And this is so hard. I get it. I fall in this trap too, because especially with boundaries with family, we've often been in patterns with family members for so long that when we tell them to metaphorically drop the shoe, they're going to be very surprised or confused by the boundary setting words or behaviors, right? Because it's like, oh, well, you've done this for 20 years. What do you mean you're not going to anymore? But that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be when we're trying to change unhealthy patterns. So if you were hoping to listen to this episode and that talking about boundaries meant going home for the holidays and saying a big F you to your family, I hate to break it to you, but that's not a boundary. That's just, you know, being aggressive towards your family. Remember with boundaries to focus on yourself because these boundaries are for yourself, for your own emotional health. So we don't need to play the blame game as fun as that can be sometimes or tell other people what they need to stop. We need to instead focus on I'm going to do this or I'm going to change this or this is how I feel. Because it's not the other person's responsibility. It's ours. And I know this may sound really scary, right? Like taking full responsibility for our own feelings, standing up for ourselves, changing behaviors or patterns. But I promise it'll be okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, 
or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.